0: Anything
2: goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only
0: good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain.
1: Here is your host,
0: Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you're listening on a podcast app, any app, or on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my show If you're listening on YouTube, comment. I read all the comments. I try to comment back to everybody eventually. Uh, If you're listening on a podcast, make sure to hit five stars if you love my show because it really helps my show and I really appreciate it. If you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I talk to people about all kinds of things. This is my Fetish Friday episode. So if you're listening here because you have an interesting fetish that you want to talk about, send me an email, at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and set, uh click on the and click on be on the show. <laughs> if you want to leave a naughty confession while remaining anonymous, I change all my people's voices on the um, confessions line as well as when I tape them here on my podcast. Call in to 347-420-3579. Again, 347-420-3579. Now listen if you're driving or whatever. Uh, and you can't write this shit down right now, don't worry, the email to my show as well as the phone number are both in the description. Today I have on Alan. Now, Alan is into panties. And of course, we go back to talk about how it all started. Uh, you know, he talks about the difference between underwear versus panties and which one he's most attracted to. He talks about how submissive, He is when he wears panties and how he's an alpha in his regular life. And that it like is a way to release his beta side. Uh, He's been to Dominatrix. He even had one where he took her. He paid her to go with him. I think it was to not to Victoria's Secrets. He talks about why he doesn't like that place to buy panties. He prefers much more so to go to like a regular department store and he gets very specific about why that's more of a turn on and it's super interesting and I'm sure probably a lot of you guys would relate. It was opposite of what I thought but I bet you anyone with this fetish probably could relate to exactly what he was talking about. He explains that. He talks about how uh, you know with the escorts and dominatrix that he's hired, he's gotten into pegging and uh, an anal action. Uh, he did talk to his first wife about what he was into. He talks about how she reacted. He's also dating somebody now. They're, he divorced his first wife, but he's dating someone now. And he hasn't yet told her about the fact that he's into panties. He likes to wear them. Okay, duh. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, we discussed, you know. Like, when is the right time to do it? How he's going to do it? Why he hasn't told her yet? When he plans on telling her? And all that kind of good stuff. So, we get really into it. I'm sure you're going to be able to relate. So, I'm going to be right back on with Alan.
1: This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast.
0: Hi, Alan. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm good. So, Alan, you have a panty fetish. Now, I just started a Fetish Friday series, so this is like perfect for that. I've talked to a lot of guys with a panty fetish before. You know, I've been doing my show for like eight years, but I feel like I haven't talked to one in a really long time. Um, So, tell me your story. I mean, typically, I believe that fetishes start like at a very young age, you know, at a very young age. So, do you remember when you first got into panties?
2: Yes I do. I was, so my parents got divorced when I was young and Mm -hmm. so I think I was around 13 or 14 when doing the laundry in the house changed. When I was younger, you know, if there was dirty clothes in the, ready to go and I had laundry, I needed to switch from the washing machine to the dryer, I would just move it and when I was that age, it was it's, it was really my mom and myself. My older sister had already graduated and was at college. Mm-hmm. But then at some point going through puberty, moving underwear around, washing changed. And I saw my mom's underwear and something triggered inside of me. Clearly, I was going through puberty and hormones were picking in gear. But just looking at them started turning me on. And I found myself playing with them.
0: Right. I mean, listen, I think it makes sense. A lot of my pantyhose guys, I mean, the first pantyhose they got a hold of was their moms or their sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like that's the only thing available. You're super young. I mean, nowadays, I think, you know, with Amazon and stuff, you could just start ordering shit to your house without your parents knowing. But back in the day, You know, that was probably your only way to, and probably the first female panties you had ever, you know, laid your eyes on. Like you said, there you were hitting puberty. So that was like a trigger for you. And then I think what happens is that those, whatever it is that starts your first kind of trigger, right? Or that like you you form that connection. And when you form that connection, it could really be. Super powerful and and you remember it, right? I mean you could go back to that oh, yeah. time and you see that first pair So then did you just like start stealing them? And that was like your thing that you jerked off to because I think that's what happens is the Then you take it and run and then if you're using it all the time to get off that That's why it becomes this fetish and this and the need to have it always because you're used to getting turned on by that
2: Absolutely, so it was I I think of it as being seared in my brain now. Mm -hmm. So I would take the panties and jerk off with them and then put them back. Maybe if I was the only one at home, I would go into my mom's drawer and pull out a clean pair of panties and wear them around and then jerk off with them and then put them in the dirty camper. I mean, I, I did all kinds of things like that, but I just couldn't get enough of, just the silkiness and wearing them, and the 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 naughtiness of it all. I guess I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this: I mean, be because here you are, you're like a teenager at this point. Now, when you start fooling around with girls, do you mm-hmm. then be do like? Does it get to? Does it get triggered then, too, when you see them in pantyhose? Do you start stealing it from them? I mean, how does it transfer from, like, stealing your mom's stuff to you getting older and realizing now Now this is something that you're wired for and you can't get enough?
2: So it it triggered me a little bit, but there was something different. You know, all the girls in my age at the time, they didn't have thongs then, and they just wore, like, cotton panties. And those I equated to my sister, right? But my mom's panties were different, right? They, they were. They were
0: sexier looking because you said they were sexier,
2: silky, yeah. and silky, and sometimes they were colored like black or mm-hmm. red, and and it just it was it was something. Because remember, they didn't have the internet, and I'm in, I'm middle age, and so
1: yeah. Playboy
2: magazine was what I was looking at, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I equated the girls in Playboy, even though they were you know in their twenties, right? I'm thinking they're much older. I'm equating them to my. My mom's age and, and just all of that got separated, right? So women wore panties, girls wore underwear
0: yeah that's yeah kind of I could t- yeah I could that's a good way of explaining. I could see why you would have like you know compartmentalized it like that, so it really mm-hmm. was, and so the girls when you were younger were still wearing the underwear, you know when did it so now you're you're middle aged now, let's jump to where you are right now and then just go back again, but are you married oh. right now or have you been married?
2: I was married for a long time over twenty years, but I'm divorced right now. I've been divorced about five
1: years,
0: okay, so now how does it how does your panty Fetish affect your love life. I mean, eventually you must hook up with women that are a little bit older uh, that are wearing those kinds of thongs that you saw when you were younger. And do you mm-hmm. ever reveal to any women that you are with your panty fetish? I mean, because you're wearing them too, which is, I mean, some I've talked to guys that have bra fetishes and, you know, panty fetishes. And sometimes people just like the look of them on a woman. And then sometimes, you know, they like to wear them, themselves right so those are two separate things you got to load onto a girl you know so like when did did you ever become honest with your fetish with anyone that you were with Mm -hmm. i did um so
2: first when i was married i suppressed it for a very long time and then when i finally introduced it to my wife she, she wasn't having it she didn't do anything for her she didn't like it And uh, she she bought me a pair of panties once just to try, but it just, it backfired. And so I just put that away, just never touched that again. So after divorce and I started dating, I got back into it. Like that old feeling, Mm -hmm. that old desire, it was still there. And I found myself going to the department stores and buying them and enjoying wearing them and so when i started dating most of the women i dated i didn't tell just because based on the nature of the relationship and especially having sex they didn't want a guy like that they wanted a guy to lead to really take control and be the leader in the bedroom and most of the women that I've dated in their 40s and even 50s and above, just they want that more than anything. I, I don't know why. I have ideas about it. So some of the younger girls I dated in their 30s, I a couple ones who were kind of kinky and freaky, I introduced that to them just sort of testing the waters. And a few got into it and would buy me panties and really enjoyed that you know, panty play, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you feel that when? Cuz I've heard this too that and I've heard this from cross dressers. You know that uh, sometimes a guy when he puts on any kind of female clothing, he does want to besides the feel and the look of it, he does like the feeling like a girl. So it's you know you're you sort of switch into a submissive state of being and I'm assuming that's what you're saying that when you're wearing panties you also you you want to take the female role I mean do you feel more feminine when you wear them is that a part of it
2: you know I've thought about that a lot and it's not that I have this sort of cross-dressing want to be a woman type of thing mm-hmm. but the submissiveness of it is definitely something that that wearing the panties makes me feel. Um, most of my professional life, I've been in leadership roles where I've, you know, managed people and I'm the one people go to to solve their problems. Mm-hmm. And so in, a, some, in dating some women where I can wear the panties, it has allowed me to um, be more submissive in the bedroom and let them take the lead. And that's a very freeing feeling because as a man, you tend to always have to be the one who's, you know, taking control. We're going to do this. And and a lot of women would just want to let go and have the man run, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. And when I'm wearing the panties and I have a girl or a woman who is into that and then she takes the lead and I can play somewhat of a submissive, more, I guess, feminine energetic role. It's it's exciting. It's really exciting.
0: Yeah. And I think you I've heard that many times before. This, this, someone saying that it's, you know, that alpha man who's in charge in his life. That switch is because it is a release. All that pressure that you're that you you know, you have. It's a heavy load mm-hmm. that someone in that position has is all relinquished when you put on those mm-hmm. panties. Uh, you know, when you hear it from people that are, you know, a lot of times when I've talked to guys, into BDSM it's why a lot of times they're into being submissive for that same reason I mean it's not doesn't always happen that someone switches you know cause right. then you would say that hey have you always because if that's true and that's always the case then and all of the girls the older women you've been with that they were always wanting to be submissive in the bedroom and they don't want you to wear the panties you would think that most women then would want to be the opposite and would love you in the panties because a lot of women are more submissive in regular life And so, you know, they don't tend to switch as much. I would say as a beta female, I don't want to be, I mean, as an alpha, sorry, I'm a total fucking alpha. I want to be beta, you know, so I need my guy to be like a fucking man because I feel like a dude half the time. You know what I mean? I'm sometimes, you you know. And that's
2: what I was saying. A lot of the women I date are more. It, they may be alpha, or they're just, you know, they have jobs, they make decisions Oh, all day okay, long. so you do go they're, for
0: the alpha. See, you need the beta well, girl. Or, no, 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 you well, need the... No, 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 no. No, the opposite, what yeah.
2: I'm, what, what I'm saying is that a lot of the alpha women with a lot of male energy or just have responsibilities, yeah. they're the ones who need me to be alpha. They're the mm-hmm. ones who are like, mm-hmm. uh, just... I don't want to make any more decisions. Yeah. My clothes off and do me. Right. Yeah. So I play that role really well. I mean, I do that really well, but they're the ones who'd like, if I introduced the panties, forget it. They would be like, what? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But some of the younger girls who I've dated in their early thirties, who are a little bit more sexually open when I brought in the panties, They're all over that and they want to have a panty party and they want to play and they dig it big time and it turns me on and I go for it.
0: Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too Four two zero three five seven nine. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, there you go. That's the, that's the pond you have to fish out of. At least you exactly. found what works and you know what doesn't, you know, cause that's mm-hmm. like half the battle because like you said, you were always dating these alpha females and that's not going to work. They're going to switch out too. They're no different than you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Are you dating anyone you know, now?
2: What were you going to say? I am. Uh, no, I'm dating somebody now and I haven't introduced her to the panties yet.
1: Oh,
0: interesting.
2: But she is definitely sexually more open,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: um, one of the interesting things is she she really enjoys some of the more risque male underwear, like you get like a lot of gay men wear, you mm-hmm. know. So I'll wear those for her, and she totally digs that. I don't know; we haven't been dating long enough for me to totally bring out the panties so I haven't done that yet
0: right now your wife let's go back to her I mean you brought it up to her and you were like listen I really am you know I have this thing for panties and I like to wear them and she was like what the fuck how long into that relationship did you tell her
2: Uh, it was probably 10 years wow you know I, I played that husband provider father role really well and we had a great sex life, but just she was the kind of person who wanted that more alpha man. And I just, you know, I would suppress it with her. Mm-hmm. If I had to travel for business, I literally would go to a Walmart or someplace and buy panties. Yeah. And just play with them in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And then I would just leave them and I would not bring them home. I didn't want any pants at home. And that's in a weird way that let me of exercise that kink without exposing her to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I was going to ask, like, I mean, it, how did you feed that part of you while you were with her if you were monogamous? I'm assuming you were monogamous and this is how you would get yourself off or like... A, yeah, I was
2: monogamous. I never I never paid for anybody or had an affair or anything like that.
0: Right. And she never found it Because I would assume that you would be Googling, too, this kind of stuff. I mean, she never found any kind of hints of this anywhere in the house or anything like that I mean were you super naughty in that you had like a bag of panties hidden I had one guy I remember who had a whole bag of panties but I think it was like the panties of the girls that he fucked me on his wife's back and he had them all hidden like in his closet which is her closet too right because they live together so I'm like what the fuck are you doing with the panties in your closet you know I mean sometimes people are so dumb the where they hide their stuff I mean did you have any kind of of your paraphernalia at home or did you strictly do it when you were, you know, traveling for work in those hotel rooms?
2: So I would strictly do it when I was traveling because I didn't, I didn't want anything like that, right? I had a daughter running around the house and my, I just didn't want to have that because you yeah, would smart. invite a lot more trouble. Mm-hmm. But there were, you know, when I entered, when ha- what happened was I remember she had gone shopping she brought home some panties and I was like, oh, these are nice and I remember talking to her and I was starting to be like, hey, you know, these feel good. I wouldn't mind something like this. And she's like, Really? And, you know, that led to a conversation. And I kind of said, Yeah, I kind of have a panty fetish. I've had it most of my life. And she was like, well, Why did I know that? And I'm like, Well, it's just, you know, it's not something you tell everybody. But so at first she was like, Oh, that's kind of kinky, weird. Okay. But the reality was she didn't like me in that way. She didn't want to see me in that way. It messed with whatever. Um, alpha-ish type of idea she had about me.
1: Yeah. she just
2: couldn't go with it. It just, it created, it created an issue. And so I said, okay, we'll never talk about this again. And that's it. I just put it away.
0: Yeah. That's the sad thing about that story is that's a lot of guys fear. That's a lot of the reason. There's a lot of guys who call into my show that are around our age who have, you know, a secret life. And it's because, you know, that's what they're most afraid of. They really truly Mm -hmm. believe that they're, girl their partner their woman would never be able to accept them in a more feminine way you know this is what i hear from a lot of people like you and i totally get that it's valid i think it's like listen it's you could never read someone's someone else's mind i mean you're with your wife it, it turned out when you did reveal she was like no fucking way but i've heard the opposite story too so i feel like there's it's always like a flip of a coin you never know uh, unless you actually try. But like I said, it is a lot of, it, what happened to you is a lot of people's fear. Do you feel that it ruined your sex life or did you, were you able to get back to things and just, you know, sort of bury that underneath the, the whatever rug?
2: <laughs> so the la- the latter, mm-hmm. uh, I, I could bury the panties under the rug. There were a few other sort
0: of But was things she got, though?
2: No, I think, I think that was a low level thing she just couldn't let go. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted, I also had more of a desire to do some um, backdoor play. And anal. she wasn't in, yeah, anal play. She wasn't into that whatsoever.
0: Okay. So what did you like? Did you- as far as like anal action, like do you wanted to like fuck her in the ass, or you're like let's let's try this, or do you want to go down on her and like you know that kind of thing? Like no, the opposite, the opposite oh oh that. I see what you're duh, yeah I don't know to, yeah you wanted right. her to play with you. That's another yeah, yeah that's a hard uh, that's a lot of guys that call into that have that desire. That a lot of times it's a problem because a woman you know the she starts to question like does this mean you're gay? Does it you know which is kind of dumb if you really think about it. Because, you know, you're going to go down on your wife. That's what a lesbian does to another woman. and But it's not considered right. anything if a guy does it to you. So why if, a, you know, if a guy wants his ass played with, it's I think in a, a lot of times a woman will be like, what does that mean? Does you like guys? Do you want a guy to fuck you? Like, why would you want me to do it? And I've had plenty of guys on here who are into pegging that don't want it to be from a guy. You know what I mean? But that's just what they're into.
2: I'm totally the same way. I mm-hmm. I quite frankly I love the I love pegging and I don't have anything for guys. It it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier that power switch like mm-hmm. being submissive and having a girl take the lead and taking it to that that level where I could totally just let go and have her drive mm-hmm. is a very erotic freeing experience and My wife was just not in anything like that. She wanted to be the one on all fours with, you know, me grabbing her ponytail and just going to town. And that's it, Mm
0: -hmm. you know? And so you brought up like, hey, like, can we get like, did you ever try any kind of anal play with her or she just shot it down immediately?
2: We tried, you know, we, she bought some sex toys and we tried playing it with me and she just, you know, in the middle of it, she's like, I can't get into this. And I'm like, okay, you know. We'll just lock that, we'll lock that desire away. And Put we'll
0: it in the panties, everything. draw. Put it in the panties, exactly. draw, with your panties. Exactly. Bye-bye. I left
2: the dildo and the panties in that, in that <laughs> lockbox, and no one shall open it.
0: Well, listen, you got to give her credit for at least trying. It just wasn't her thing. You know, what can you do at, at you know, at that point? I don't know, you know, but that relationship is over. You have a right. situation. So now, when you started to play after your wife, did you, and you started, when you realize that the alpha females that you were dating that were around your age weren't right and you started to date the younger girls, have you tried all this kind of stuff? I know that you said you got them there to be into the panty stuff. Have you been doing a lot of the pegging and stuff with them as well?
2: I did. There were a couple that I pegged and or pegged me, I should mm-hmm. say. And I even uh I even had a couple of escorts I hired at one point just mm-hmm. to just do because once I got divorced I was exploring and doing all kinds of stuff nothing like a lot of people call in your show I have to admit but still that's okay I a lot of different women yeah. and there were a couple younger girls who were totally into pegging and I totally dug it mm-hmm. and um, it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun
0: now how do you know and I'm assuming you do know and I just want the explanation like how do you know that you're not into guys?
2: You know, I don't, I never have looked at a man in my entire life and gone, oh, you know, I had, I could have sex with him, right? Mm-hmm. Or I could do something. I have often thought that if I was in like an orgy type of situation, yeah. And I'm down below and all of a sudden there's a, you know, a cock in my face, yeah. <laughs> coming out, would I like, Go ooh or would I go for it? I go. I'd probably go for it because I'm just in this whole soup of sex activity, right? Yeah, uh-huh. That that doesn't bother me. Yeah. But just seeing a guy and just wanting to suck his dick or have him suck mine or something, just or you know, do me uh, anally, I don't have that at all. To me, it's the uh, the female lead taking control, like. You had a show recently. I listened to. It was a guy who, um, I think it was the pantyhose fetish, and he was talking about transvestites. Mm-hmm. And that was something that has intrigued me. Like something about, you know, a trans uh, a transvestite who looks really much like a hot woman but has the male parts. Mm-hmm. That's something that's intrigued me. I've never done. I've never done that, but. That's something that has intrigued me going, hmm, I wonder what that be like, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was, a, I also had a really interesting podcast episode with a doctor on. He was like a, you know, a PhD. He was very smart mm-hmm. and he went viral on TikTok. I've talked about this many times on my show. Because he was, uh he posted a video saying, listen, just because, you know, a guy sucks a dick every now and then doesn't mean that he's gay. Straight man a straight guy can do that and be straight. And everyone flipped out. And I I can't tell you how many times on my show I have heard guys tell me that exact scenario and I just never bought it myself. I'm like the regular person. Like, yeah, like if you like to suck dick, then you like guys, you know? And they'd be like, but no, I don't like guys, but I like to suck a dick every now and then. But he put it in a very, he explained it to me in that he said something like, you know, there's erotic orientation and sexual orientation. And erotic orientation means like, you know, just you could be just in the mood for something because like what you exactly just said, like, because there's like this sex orgy going on and there's a dick and you're so into that and it's erotic. So you go for it, but it's not your sexual orientation. It means it's not what you, it's not how you identify yourself. It's not a part of who you are. It's in that moment. He described it a lot better than I did, but it really made me finally understand uh, people who have called in my show and tried to explain it. And, you know, and I think that a lot of times, you know, I tell people about this episode because it helps people explain it in themselves as well. You know, I think you'll get a lot out of that Mm -hmm. episode. You should listen to it. Like,
2: like I've had plenty of girls that if we were having sex and then I pulled out and she gave me a blowjob, and she could just taste herself all over me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She would think that was very erotic, Mm -hmm. but she didn't want to go down on a girl.
0: Exactly.
2: and, and that's a good so, analogy, yeah. She was, right, but she loved like, oh, I can taste myself all over you. Or mm-hmm. like she would love it. And that'd be part of the eroticism of what we were doing. And so for me, you know, that's how I think about it. Like it's just sort it's just of a just dirty fun if you're into it, right? Just, exactly, Yeah. exactly.
0: I've always, like, I mean, guys, you know, I swallow, okay? If I'm going to blow a guy, mm-hmm. I swallow. I have no problem. I enjoy it. I like to give head. And I've always found it so amusing that so many guys are like, get it! like, it would, God forbid you try to kiss a guy right after. A lot of guys, and I think it's so like, I don't know, I, I don't know what the right word is, but like for the guys, it's like, oh, you get don't get near me. You know that it's so stupid. You know, like how come uh, you can't get into it? It's just like the dirtiness of it. It's just hot. Like live in the moment. You know why? You, like, I, you know what I mean?
2: I like I like that. I have yeah. to admit I'm. Uh... My ex would do that, and a, and a number of girlfriends I've done where they would give me a blowjob and they'd immediately kiss, and we would just swap the cum. Or my current girlfriend, she likes it if I come in her, and then Go
1: she'll immediately,
2: like, yeah, she'll sit on my face yeah, and, yeah. like, make me clean her out. And there's a, like you said, there's a dirtiness about it, a naughtiness that just. Like my ability to get hard, and I'm middle aged, it comes back fast when that happens. It's just like crazy. And that's just all
0: that it's about, you know, It's just in that moment, like you said, and I just always find it so funny that just guys could snap out of that moment in two seconds because they're so horrified by the thought of like, this might mean you're gay and it doesn't. Like you are what you are. Nothing's going to change you. If like, you know, someone shoves a finger up your ass and you like it, it doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going to be walking down the street and you're going to want to, you know, get every guy to stick their finger up your ass. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that your ass has a lot of nerves yeah. in there and it feels fucking good like it does for me or gay guy or anybody you know so but I just think I, that, I did right
2: yeah it does I um, I dated a woman who knew how to do a prostate massage really well right and and I was just like yeah we. I wanted to do it all the time because she was so amazing at it.
0: mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, it's like, fine. But let's get back to your panty fetish. So you now you're dating someone now how long because you said, Oh, I haven't told her because it's not long enough to tell her like what when do you think it's right? And how long into relationships have you told people before? And when do you think you're going to tell this one? So we've been
2: dated about eight months. and oh. um And I haven't told her yet. I probably will at some point because she's been she's been very open she even though she hasn't been as sexually free as me i've told her certain things like i told her how i saw dominatrix once and Mm -hmm. she wasn't shocked or blown away she was like okay that's interesting and she i think for her feeling safe and secure to explore things with me is allowing her to do certain things and and, and stretch out of her own comfort zone.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I really like
2: her, so I'm just going at that pace. Right. And if I see an opening to introduce it, I will, you know, but um, right now I'm not, I don't want to disrupt things. And, but she is really open about a lot of things. So I'm, I'm happy with that.
0: Well, because I always think, I mean, is she a long distance person or does she live close by and you see her all the time? Cause to me in, Adult relationships, eight months is a really fucking long time. If you're 23, eight months. Is not that long, you know, I don't know why but like it when you're older like eight months like to me if you could get past three months with someone eight You're like in a full-fledged relationship (laughs) Whereas when you're younger eight months is around the time where I feel like oh most people could last that long And then I don't know but I mean, I just feel like that's a a long time Do you see her a lot? Have you do or do you not see her like is it going slowly?
2: No, I see her a lot. Uh, It's going it's it's going pretty pretty good and like she knows i dig panties because okay like, she's got tons of thongs right that's all she wears yeah and so i'm always like looking at her panties and she's she's always buying new panties and so when we've gone panty shopping i've um i'll be looking at them and and like i said she likes me to wear some of the tight silky underwear that you know gay guys wear yeah And, and that, you know, they give me the same feeling and, and it turns me on the same. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of, I feel like I'm naturally going down a path where I could introduce the panties to her. Yeah. And, and not freak her out like, Oh, these are kind of sexy. I wouldn't mind wearing these. And she'd be like, hey, maybe those would look hot on you, and then I'd be like, skin, right? Right, as
0: opposed to not, being like, hey, I got to tell you a secret about me that I've never been telling right. you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: I, I learned my lesson with my ex, and, like, I I've, i have to be able to read her. I've read her well enough that I know that I, I'll eventually do it. It's a matter of finding that right on-ramp.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But but I, you know, I was younger, and I mishandled that with my ex-wife, and that was just bad. But, you know, the, the panty shopping thing, it's something that I've always enjoyed doing and um, I enjoy like buying them and just the naughtiness of telling the person, you know, they're for me versus somebody else.
0: Right. But you haven't done that with her. Cause she doesn't no, know, not but, with you, her. but do you buy them with her or go with her to get hers? Like, does she know that you're into mm-hmm. them on her?
2: Oh yeah, she does. Like we'll go to Victoria's secret. or we'll go and to me, Victoria's Secret's great, but I would rather go to like, Dillard's, right? How come? And, and go to uh-huh. that more. <sighs> you know, because it goes. I hate to say it, but it goes back to like when I first developed that fetish, right? The mm-hmm. style, and you know, Dillard's or J.C. Penney and the intimate section. It's not like Victoria's Secret, which is a bunch of thongs and and hotness with uh, garter belts and stuff. It's more like more traditional. You see more full cut panties, more just basic styles and there's something about that that turns me on to to be in that environment sometimes more than the Victoria's Secret one.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because you did say when you were younger you were mostly like visually attracted to the ones the stuff that looked like the stuff in Victoria's Secrets and you were, you were right cuz didn't you say you panties were what you like the silky yeah. sexy looking things in the underwear that your sister wore and so it's interesting right. though, that those more basic traditional styles now work for you more.
2: Well, it's not that they work for me more. Like I love panties. Like I've had a few girlfriends that when I told them I love panties, like they would like in having sex we would have fun and and you know, I would smell their panties and and we'd play with them. But the ones that I wore with the girls that like to do that they were more full cut because i'm a guy right so i wasn't wearing a thong i was wearing like a a bikini cut or a fuller cut panty that gave me more coverage of the silk Mm -hmm. and and there was a naughtiness of like yeah this is i don't know it's hard to describe it it felt more like panties because nowadays a lot of panties look like tiny bikinis and yeah, you're tiny right. bikinis yeah, are you're what right. yeah. good looking women wear, but like the, yeah. the panties that were seared in my brain from an older woman. Or
0: now the, the regular pant, right. Or more now the more right. traditional looking. I get it. Yeah. That actually I know makes it's, sense. It's
2: crazy. It's all messed up. It just, that's how it is. You know, No,
0: but that totally solves what I was thinking. That's, you're completely right. It's just, it's just because the times are different. So the stuff that you got turned on are now the more traditional basic stuff that's in Dillard's and you know, the stuff that's in Victoria's Secrets is too far. Yeah. It's not what you're you're used to. Now, with this girl, has she pegged you or done all that other kinds of stuff?
2: Um, she hasn't pegged me yet. Um, she knows I have the stuff and she knows I want to do it. She's like, I'll get there. That's what she told me. She's oh, played cool. with me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, she's, she's getting to that point.
0: So how old is she?
2: She is... I'm in my mid fifties and she's in her, uh, mid to late forties.
0: Right. Okay. Well, cause she doesn't feel it fit in that 30 something thing, but is she no. a more beta girl that you believe that she would be into that switching of, you know, personalities when you get down and you really <clears throat> reveal that side of you?
2: Actually, she has more alpha in her. She, she likes to be in control. Mm-hmm. And when I have exercised more control, like she loves it. She's very feminine. She likes to be the lead in all of our ways in the relationship. But we complement each other as in in the bedroom where I have shown a propensity to let her lead and me, and I become more um, submissive and yeah. beta. She jumps all over that. She loves it. Oh,
0: that's good. She, Mm-hmm. Right.
2: so I'm like, yeah, i I'm that's why I'm not pushing it because I feel like the elements are there that I could continue to evolve this, and she'll get what she wants, and I'll get what
1: I want
0: right. I just always say this, um, and it seems like it should be the opposite, but it's not. And it's kind of like what happened to you with your wife. And I don't know that it would have been a different story if you told her the first day as opposed to telling her ten years later. But I think it's a lot easier. To tell a stranger or someone that you don't know so well something that you're into than to really reveal a secret like the longer you wait The harder it is because it's kind of like oh my god You're revealing something and the person's going to be so much more surprised because they thought that they knew you Like I think it's harder to show who you really are to someone that you're you know The more invested you are I think the harder to tell then it's so much easier to just go straight in like straight up This is who I am Um, and you -hmm. would think it's the opposite. You would think, oh, you're with someone 10 years. It would be so easy, so much easier to really reveal something. But I think if you've been holding something back, it's not good, but you're not going to kind of put it on or like, this is something that I'm really into and I haven't told you yet. You're, you want it to evolve as, as if it's something new that you just, let's try it together kind of a thing.
2: Yeah, I mean I've already I've told I've only I've told her I've always had a panty thing and I just think panties are sexy and they turn me on and um and she knows that and I and I think I told her that you know between my mom and my sister there was always panties around and I jerked off with them here and there and she, you know uh, but I never told her the extent of like oh yeah I bought panties and I'm wear them to work and that kind of stuff like that I just haven't gone there and mm-hmm And I think that I don't, I don't want to, it's not that I'm going to surprise her because listen, I've told her a lot of things. She knows about my desire for pegging and she knows I've seen the dominatrix and she knows I've done some kinkier stuff than she has. And, but she's cool with it. She's like, as long as she's willing to try new things and she hasn't rejected anything yet. So I you know, I made a mistake when I introduced the panty stuff to my ex, the way I did it and how long I waited. But there was, a, there was shame in introducing that to her. And then afterwards, there was a tremendous amount of shame when I got rejected. Yeah. And I carried that my whole marriage. Yeah. And so after divorce is when I was like up front. But, but even that, the fear of rejection was strong. So I would have to make pretty darn sure that the the girl or the woman I was with, if I brought it out, they would be into it or not, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you know that would be sleeping with them for a little while, getting a sense of what kinks they're into, and then I would drop crumbs like, oh yeah, panties turn me on. I love panties. Right, and she dropped all those
0: crumbs with her. Right,
2: I do that. I've done that with my girlfriend, and and. And she's getting it, and like I said, like I'm sure there'll be an opportunity where we're shopping for panties for her, and I'll find a pair. I'm like, oh, these are good looking. These are kind of like the man ones I have, and and see where that takes, and see maybe they'll say, how about what if we buy these, and see what she says, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's great. I, uh, you know, I totally understand. Like I said, I've ha- I, you know, your story that happened with your wife is a lot of guys fear, and now especially for you because you did have the balls. It takes a lot of balls after 10 years of marriage to really tell somebody that what you did. You know, I don't, how did you get up the courage to do it at that time and why did you?
2: Well, I had assumed that as, that we had this stronger bond and, you know, I didn't just dump it on her one night at dinner, right? It's like kind of a similar situation. She bought some panties and I told her, yeah, you know, I had kind of a panty fetish. And, you know, I used to play around with my mom's panties and, she, and, and she'd and she be like, oh yeah, that's funny, ha, ha And then, And then I forgot how it was, but I brought it up about, you know, like I remember I tried on a pair of her panties, you know, or she'd bought a pair that were too big and we were looking at them and, and i tried them on cause they were kind of look like maybe a male kind of G stringy thing or thong. And I was like, oh, these are kind of good. Maybe I'll keep them. And she was like, no way. And I said, you sure? Because I kind of like panty stuff. And, and it, just, it just fell flat. And then I said, well, listen, I, I got to tell you, this stuff kind of, I dig it. And I have a thing for it. And she was like, surprised. But I would have hoped at the time she would have been like, huh, well, I wish you would have told me earlier. But, hey, you know, that's cool with me if you dig it. But it wasn't. It was such a hard rejection that I was just like, hmm. Right. And like I said, she, we did talk about it later, and she said, well, I can try. And she went and bought me a pair. I said, you can buy me a pair. Whatever you want, you think would look good to me. And she did, and then I wore them once out with her. It was like our little secret, and I'm thinking this was kind of a fun, sexy secret between the two of us that nobody else would know. But instead, she just hated it. And there was no attraction there whatsoever, but the killed attraction. And so I like, threw him away. I said, I'm never going there again.
0: Right. And how long after that did you guys, it wasn't, that's not like, I mean, that wasn't the beginning of the end, was it? No,
2: that wasn't the beginning of the end. I think um, there were a lot of other things at play, but between sort of the, you know, the pegging kind of stuff or play with the dildo, I should say. And other things, I think that started to diminish me in her eyes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't those two things that drove us to divorce. There were a whole, there was a bunch of other things. I always talk about it as it was like this slow decline that you don't really notice, but it just continues to decline. Yeah, And and so, yeah, when we had a great sex life, as long as I, Played within the boundaries that she set, which is, this is how you're supposed to be in bed with me. This is what you're supposed to do. And so I did that very well. I do that very well.
0: Well, now with your girl now, since you can't live out your panty fetish with her, uh, are you still traveling for work? Or, when, or Are you living alone so you could, you know, get off on your panties, wearing them and stuff?
2: Yeah, COVID's killed a lot of travel, even though it's coming back. But, oh, um, yeah, it I have a, I have a couple pair of panties that that when she's not around I'll wear and yeah. play on. Um, I've been tr- you know I've been trying to I I'll wear more of the sort of gay men's underwear. You know you can buy them like at the online and stuff, and I'll wear those with her and that's fun. But
0: right, that's enough.
2: It it's not. It, I have to admit it's not like the panties. It's not. It's not like that thing that's seared in my brain that I've carried since a teenager. You know.
0: Right. And maybe a part of it is because you know, I mean, you know, you it yeah. you know, you it's like drinking fake beer. I mean, you even if it tastes exactly the same, I mean, right. it, it's not giving you. It's you you know it's not real, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like the difference between fantasy and reality. You want to really do it. I mean, at that point you're like role playing with that on.
2: Yeah. When I um before I met my girlfriend, I hired um an escort one time. And we, I told her about my panty fetish and we, she played out this whole scenario with me where we went shopping for panties and then we brought them home and then she was sort of like a light dom kind of person. Mm -hmm. And so then we just, so the act of buying the panties with her was just so such a turn on so erotic. And then we would come home and then she was making me wear the panties and try on panties. And there was some role play there going on, you know, power, power play. And that whole experience was just phenomenal. You know, I think I I think um, we got together one or two other times after that. But we only did buy in the panties one time.
0: Interesting. How much does it cost to actually make her go to the store, buy in and then have a session afterwards? I always like prices. Uh, It was.
2: It was pretty expensive. It was uh, upwards of $1,000.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Because you're taking the time. She went to the store with you, right?
2: Oh, it was so worth it. She Yeah. yeah we, we had talked on the phone, mm-hmm. and then we met at the mall, and uh, then we went to, I think, one of the department stores, like Macy's, I think, and she... <clears throat> She We went to the store, and she was buying like a bra for herself. Mm -hmm. And the saleswoman goes, is there anything else I can get you? And she goes, yes, I need to get panties. And then I was nearby, and the woman goes, what kind do you like? She goes, oh, they're not for me. They're for him. And (laughs) And that was a part of it? Yeah. yeah.
0: That was part of it. Yeah.
2: and And the saleswoman obviously has dealt with this before because – she didn't miss a beat. She was like, "Oh well, okay." So she looks at me. She goes, "What kind of panties do you like to wear?" Yeah. And and then the escort jumped in. She goes, "Let's show me what you have." And then the two of them started talking and picking out panties for me. And I was sort of passive in this, but that was part of the the excitement uh-huh. of these women wanting to buy panties and get panties for me. Uh-huh. And so she bought me like two or three pair and but she played up the whole acting thing like he's he's always trying to put mine on and he's stretching out the waistbands and I'm getting tired of it he needs to get his own panties and that kind of play and then we came home and she switched to more of a dominant type of role where she was telling me to try different panties on and you know we played and did a lot of stuff
0: wow did you take her to that store again ever or was it that the only one time you did that
2: that was the only one time I did that. I've gone back to that store a couple times and bought a pair or two myself. Mm-hmm. And um, um, and that same salesperson, saleswoman. No so, way. <laughs> did you yeah. remember
0: you, you think? And did you cop to the fact that you were there buying for yourself?
2: Um, I, I didn't. I told her I was buying them. When I told her when I was there with the escort, I didn't tell her she was an escort. I just said, oh, yeah, it was a. It was a fun thing we were playing, you know, but I totally have a thing for panties. And she was like, that's okay." She goes, there's plenty of guys who do. Obviously, she's seen it before. Yeah. And I don't know why, but going to a place like Dillard's or JCPenney was felt safer Mm -hmm. than going into Victoria's Secret. Yeah. I don't know why, but it just there again, it goes back to just. I don't know i I can't explain it. It just it's a quieter environment, and the salespeople are different, and it just felt nicer. yeah, but yet it was still just as erotic for me. It still turned me on just as much,
0: yeah, it's interesting because I would think, like, oh, maybe because it's like less of us. A- sexual environment you know victoria's secrets is all about sex when you walk in there right <laughs> i mean that's what right and, and you're in diligence it's not but maybe that's what you like that's the turn on for you that it's like you're you know it's it, the antithesis of that and but and that's what you're bringing to it by talking to them yeah i mean yeah
2: there's like an it, there's a naughtiness to it yeah like if i did it at victoria's secret it would feel like maybe i'm getting rejected or be like the alpha Beto female thing right Which yeah is, and i'm making assumptions but i'm feeling like there's just more women in there who don't want to see me in panties they would rather me you know you know grabbing their hair yeah, that yeah. Kind of thing. they want you to and, see
0: them in the panties that they're buying right yeah. exactly they want to be woman the hot one Diller's, in panties yeah
2: right the one at dillard's knows that like yeah plenty of dudes have walked through here before and i know just what to do right that's kind of the vibe i got
0: yeah but also maybe there's a little bit of that mom thing in that because i wonder sometimes when you know because i've had diaper guys on that love diapers and sometimes when these things get ingrained like maybe when you put them on you go back to a time there's something about that time and being younger And I don't know that there's a safety or, you know, I'm not a psychologist, so I can't, I don't, you know, I don't know the real reasons for it, but I always think that there are those kinds of patterns that go in and maybe there's something of that going on too, you know?
2: I'm absolutely sure there is. Because that's, you know, when I discovered panties when I was going through puberty, I started seeing my mother, not as mom, but as more as a sexual being, you Mm -hmm. know, all all of a sudden she had breasts. How is it that i didn't realize or she had you know a nice ass and a thin waist and you know all of a sudden and it's not that because she's my mom but it's just like there was this woman who had you know these things that were turning me on as a pubescent boy and all that gets aroused and connected in some weird way i have to admit so buying the panties and those types of panties bring me back to that time when I discovered sexuality, when I was starting to really think about women and girls and look at Playboy magazines and all that.
0: Right. But do you remember, because that was like around the time that your parents were getting a divorced too. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. any kind of feelings surrounding the divorce and how you were feeling with your dad, not in the house?
2: Um,
0: you know,
2: I've, he still lived in the same town and i got to see him but i you know the older i got i tended to take more of the man of the house role Mm -hmm. and i think my mom looked to me in that way Um, but when i was younger it was just more of just it was just us and she was this beautiful woman
0: but you yeah, were like a kid, you were in the right. kid role and you switched to being in a role that most kids wouldn't switch to because things don't change like that. So, you know, maybe I only mm-hmm. bring it up because there was my diaper lover guy, like I mean, he got really into diapers and he said, and it was so interesting because he, you know, he could really put it together for himself that there was a time where he was in diapers and the minute that he switched out of them, his parents got divorced. And so the only time he really felt like he had this security that he had was when his parents were together was in diapers. And one time he put diapers on kind of, and it just made, it it made him feel that feeling of security that he had before the divorce, you know? And I was like, oh, duh, that makes so much sense, you know, Uh, because he attributed that feeling to that time. So I wonder, and I'm making a very big stretch if like, you know, Putting on those panties made you feel or put you back into that place of being like just the regular child, not the man of the house. And, you know, that was maybe a a time where you felt more secure as opposed to all of a sudden at 13, you're not the man of the house. But now you have to be in that role. And that's a little bit that's a lot to put on a kid. You know, you're still a kid at that time. So maybe that was uh, a little much and that was an escape back to, you know, no different than that CEO who likes to switch and get all that burden off his back you know you had that burden as a as a teenager to take that place of your father so maybe you put on those panties it was the same kind of switch of being like okay now i could be a kid again you know in a weird way and i know Mm. it was all attached to sexuality because that's happening and all that stuff you know but it might have been that separate thing as well i don't know like i said i'm not you know it it, it could
2: be Mm -hmm. i'll give you that i think um when i between thirteen and fourteen, mm-hmm. I grew. I grew a ton. Like I went yeah. through a huge growth spurt when yeah. I hit puberty, and I literally one summer went off as a boy and came back as a teen. Right? Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Tall mm-hmm. teen, and that's when my hormones were really on high gear.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So part of it could be exactly what you said. Like it brings me back to that that boy feeling. The other part of it was just I remember specifically that summer where I started getting into girls like girls all of a sudden were like sexual beings and not little girls and I remember being at home the panties almost connected me to them and you know like I'm in the house with a sexual being and these girls I want to be with them and I can't be with them because I don't even know what to do and this was somewhat of a a bridge a step an introduction. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right. right, right. I got it. Yeah That's like that whole Oedipus thing that I can't get into because I don't really know much about right. that at all And as a mom it's always horrifying to me to talk like I can't talk to people who think that they're into their fucking moms or are like well, moms that are into but I you know, listen, there's a whole thing an Oedipus accomplice a complex that exists i mean i think that it's these kinds of connections and these kinds of things probably happen more often than not you know they
2: do i know plenty of women my age who you know when i uh, i think i've never admitted to a lot of them i had a panty face but i remember joking about you know they were mentioning something about their teenage boys and i bet oh like you know uh, how many panties are disappearing. And they'd be like, oh, my God. I had to tell my son to leave my panties alone. Right? I've had that told to me by at least three women.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it happens. But yeah. I think
2: mom of boys just sort of know that. They deal with it. It's nothing that is, doesn't change, apparently. So... It is
0: what it is. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I've, like I said, I've, i talked to all my pantyhose guys. The fet- a lot of the guys that have a fetish for women's stuff, you know, would steal from their sisters or their moms you know i'm just talking about when it becomes like a thing where you're looking like you're like my mom has nice breasts like you're you're kind of making that that kind of connection that's like a a step further and i think that that ties into some a totally different thing like i said that i don't know much about but they i'm they've studied this a million times there's a complex named about it and i think that those wires can get crossed for different reasons where you know here you are this young guy who really wants to hook up with girls because you're so horny and you have hormones surging through your body for the first time in your life and this person that you see is your mother like so how fucking confusing is that you know so and that's I think that that's what it's about but I don't know much about it you know
2: but listen let's face it right people have types right and there are plenty of guys out there like you you see their wife, or you see their girlfriend, and you're like, yeah. why would he be with her? And then, then you, you see, see their, their mom, I know. and you're like, oh, right? Like a skinny guy likes a heavier girl, and you're like, I don't get it. And then you see his mom, it's like, oh, my gosh.
0: Yes, looks, exactly. It's, That's exactly right. right. I have a really good friend, and he was always like, I love, what's that girl from Will and Grace, the redhead? What's her name? Oh, yeah,
2: I know I, I don't know her name. But yeah, you know who picture. it is,
0: right? Well, right, her. And he was like so into her. And I was like, that's so odd because this guy like would date like hot Russian models. You know, she's just not the type, you know? And I was always like really perplexed by the fact that he was into her as a, as a type, you know? But that was like his celebrity crush. And like I said, it did not make sense of uh, what he was into or what most guys would be into. And then I saw a picture of his mother. I, oh my God. He was horrified because I was like, I sent it back, like, uh, I photoshopped it with a picture. Oh, with Deborah Messing, with Deborah Messing next to his mother. I was like, yeah. you like her because she's your fucking mother. It's so gross, but true. And he was like, oh my God, fuck off. You know what I mean? But it, you're completely. Right. And not only that, what about people that marry people that look exactly like them? What's that all about? You know, that kind of stuff happens all the time.
2: Well, you know, my my mom. Yeah, she she was a brunette. She looked like Jacqueline Smith. Yeah. you know, From uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. And you look at my ex-wife and you can be like, yeah, you got a type.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Just... Yeah. Yeah. So it, it does. And I'm over
2: that now. Like I totally I rejected that type. Yeah. To some degree. But you work yeah, through well, it I,
0: you maybe you working through time that time stuff yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah we I all work know. through our relationships with our parents with other people I had a boyfriend that I I told this story to you know and I, he was like the he was like such a fucking asshole but so was my dad you know and it wasn't until we broke up and I said fuck off and finally left him and put, stopped with all his nonsense and stood up for myself and walked out it was like a year after we broke up I was looking at pictures of my father and I saw a picture of him when he was way younger and it was spitting image of that guy. I mean I was like holy fucking shit. And I really felt like when I told him, like, go F yourself, you know, and I and I, I I said it was me finally being done with my daddy issues you know it really was right. a big turning point and the fact that he was exactly like my father in every way shape and form and on top of it which i didn't even realize at the time he fucking looked like him it really was the top of the mountain for me in that i was really facing my issues and when i was really able to say Bye-bye to that person it was it it really signified me saying goodbye to that part of myself, you know And those issues so I totally get that hold on one second Uh, they could come up. Just tell them to leave in front of my door Ruben. Okay Okay, thanks. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Sorry my food Um, so I it's it is a real thing that I could go on for hours about it's interesting And (laughs) we all have that and like I said, they you know, and it makes sense, you know um but anyway thank you so much for calling in uh i really enjoyed this conversation i think it's uh i i really want to know can you do me a favor and let me know when you finally tell your girl how it all goes down i think you're going to be fine and she's going to be in with it and i think it's smart that you're taking it kind of slowly you know and letting her feel it since she is open and you know, and she's been receiving everything else, like, okay, that, and, and she does like to be Dom that I think he, she's going to be totally into it when you do put it on the table, which is good for you.
2: Yeah, I hope so. I, I think it will. Um, but I'm not trying to rush it. Like you said. Yeah, yeah. But I'll definitely let you know how it all goes down.
0: Yeah. Okay. So by the end of the year, when I do my updates, I'm, you know, I hope you don't wait years. Okay. I hope you get. No, you know. yeah. I'm not. Okay. I good. can't
2: do that. That's not, I've, I, I learned my lesson, I'm not doing that
0: again. Yeah, well, you have four months before you're already one year out. So, you know, hurry up, but do it and let All me right. know how it yeah. goes. <laughs> and your episode will definitely be airing on a Friday for my Fetish Friday, so keep an eye out for it. Uh, and thanks I so will. much for calling in.
2: Thank you for listening to me and my queer fetish, and
0: uh,
2: <laughs> appreciate it, thank you. Hey
0: everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode.